Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Techno Wizard. <laughs> it is Saturday, November 27th, 9.20 a.m. It's 37 degrees out here, but I must continue on my craft. I must commit to my dedication of doing this bit so that I may document myself for future generations. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me, y'all. Um, it's been forever in a day since I was able to do this episode or this 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 thingy, my jigger, and um, I missed it as always. Um, definitely need to figure out a better you know thing, but you know it is what it is. I'm doing it now, and um, that's what matters. Just fail and keep getting back up, cause that's all we can do for it. <laughs> Oh gosh, I've been playing too many games um, recently. Not really. I've been playing a little bit of games, but I've been enjoying myself. Um, it's pretty cool stuff that's out there. Um, you know, I always enjoyed games, but never really had the opportunity to play a whole bunch of them. I uh, played a decent amount, you know. Um, grow, grew up with like Nintendo stuff mostly. Um, remember, we had the first, uh, first generation Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, after that, it was kind of iffy. Um, mostly was GameCube, family, uh, Nintendo, because that was the, the 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 platform in which was both uh, cheaper and more family friendly. Um, family friendly, as in you can actually play um, with uh, you know your whole family <laughs> and had a large family, so you can hook in four controllers, have everybody playing. Um, that was that was a move. Um, you know, when the Wii came out, you can even have more than that. So, really, really enjoyed that growing up. Um, I was going to talk about something completely different, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, I forgot. Maybe I should write down my topics beforehand or something. Ooh, but it, it is what it is. I'll just go with this. So, <laughs> so I've been playing... Um, this game called Splitgate. It's kind of it's basically a first person shooter but with portals. And uh it's been pretty interesting. Um I think I may have mentioned this before. Yeah. On my last episode, I'm I'm not sure. But <laughs> it's been uh it's pretty pretty decent playing that. Playing a little bit of Halo. Um last night I played the demo to or I be- began to play the demo to Outriders. But there's so many freaking cut scenes that I was just like I'm not even playing the game <laughs> um, took like an hour or something like that before I actually begin playing so uh, that was uh, kind of annoying um, I get what they're trying to do you know trying to build up the story and stuff like this and uh, I never really liked that in video games because I'm like I, I, I came here for a reason is to play you know to play the game to do the gameplay not the freaking <laughs> uh, watch cutscenes the whole time um, but I know some people like that. It's whatever. Um, so that was interesting. I didn't even get to the fun parts of like the powers. That's where I really want to play a game. Like it's it's dystopian, so I I you know don't like it for that fact. But it has cool powers like techno powers, and I, I love that. <laughs> so I want to give it a chance. But um, yeah, it took way too long to get to that point. Um. And then what else did I play? Sword Swordsery. This uh 
little indie game that is on Kickstarter right now. They have a demo that was pretty good. It's a roguelike game, and I've never played a roguelike before. Um, and oh my goodness, oh my gosh, it was difficult. Um, at least for me, <laughs> I had my brother play. He basically beat the whole thing in one sitting. Um, the little, the whole demo at least. And uh, for for me, it took a it took multiple um, you know sittings to get j just to get to the boss. Uh, I still haven't beaten the boss. I'm just like you know that's I don't know if I'm, I'm I want to do all that, but <laughs> it's definitely a fun game. You basically, for those that don't know, roguelike, I guess, is like kind of like, um, I guess, kind of like an RPG dungeon crawler type of situation. It's kind of top down, almost view, um, <clears throat> randomly generated maps, and uh, drops, and everything like that. I guess the biggest thing about it is that if you die, you have to start the whole game over. Um, I guess different ones may have different like things to to kind of stop that not stop it but you know be a little bit more forgiving like when you get to a checkpoint and at least at least in this game you can sacrifice a sword so that you can gain an extra life and you start from there um but yeah i haven't played it roguelikes before so i'm not 100 sure if that's true with all of these all this genre but i assume so um i heard this game is similar to things like hades or enter the gungeon and stuff like that um, but I really liked it for the idea of di using different types of swords. Um, this like spoke to my childhood because <laughs> my brother and I used to um, like invent like a whole, whole bunch of like really crazy types of swords and, and with different uh, abilities and things like that. Um, <laughs> and this just speaks to that because that's a lot of what they what they do. You just you, you start with one sword and you know another sword pops up. Uh, every now and then you might get a drop or find a chest with another sword in it and each sword has different abilities a whole backstory it looks very unique um different play style so and it has a power like each one has a sorcery a sorcery a sword sorcery so you activate that power and then boom something happens something cool happens usually and it's 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 pretty awesome um i still haven't gotten the the freaking there's a there's like a universe sword that's saw my brother get and I saw somebody get online so I want to keep playing until I get that at least because that it was so cool <laughs> like the blade itself is looks like it's it's hewn out of out of like stars and stuff um, and then we throw it as a special effect of like looking like space you know stuff <laughs> it's just it's just really cool um, definitely spoke to my childhood so yeah I, I really enjoyed that game for even though I was not that great at it and uh, I realized I'm just not great at games um, I, I get too panicked when I'm playing I like get uh, jittery <laughs> um, whenever something surprises me or which is a lot or um, when I'm trying to aim or trying to you know get the right positioning and stuff like that I usually you know, might misclick or, you know, jump off the edge or uh, mistime myself or this, that, and the other. It's just, it's a mess, y'all. I don't know why I play games, but I enjoy it anyways, <laughs> even though I'm terrible at it. Um, it's, it's frustrating because, like, I have a strategy. Like, I have, like, good positioning, and I, could, I, can, I know that because when I actually, you know, I'm able to pull things off, I actually can win stuff. Um, 
against like higher level people like again with split gate um there's times there's especially with there's modes where all you have to do is stay alive <laughs> like there's a a ball mode where you just pick a ball and you got to keep it you know and play basically i was i was i i basically won all the points in that game because <laughs> my team every time they try to pick up a ball they couldn't you know keep it for long me the minute i pick a ball is done though it's done so I just <laughs> put down them portals and just be juking people on the play field <laughs> it's hilarious um but yeah when it comes to like shooting and aiming and and uh you know keeping a cool head under pressure it, it not me I can't do it at least not for video games it's it's really weird because in like real life I I, I feel like I operate better under pressure um like when I'm under a deadline or I have some um, big goal I'm trying to meet, and at least with the steps are clear, you know I can I can perform very well. <laughs> I've done so multiple times. That's why I, I, I used to call myself a professional procrastinator. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of that habit now, but you know I, I usually perform really well under pressure. But with video games, I don't know. Maybe it's it's the uh, the remove being removed. Because in VR games, I'm pretty good. Like, I can play shooter games in VR for the most part. As long as I, you know, don't stumble with my buttons, I, I was pretty good. <laughs> um, so I really do think it's, it's, it's uh, you know, being, being re too removed from the situation in which I'm trying to... I can't depend on, like, my body, uh, my uh, muscle memory. I have to depend on like my fingers kind of clicking the right buttons and remembering which buttons do what and there's too many levels of, of abstraction for me to perform as well so maybe that's it <laughs> but yeah I want to continue you know trying out different games and things like that um, when I get a little bit more money because I had to spend a lot um, for Thanksgiving and for food outside of Thanksgiving because uh, our stamps did not come through <laughs> So uh, that that hurt me. So I couldn't do um, or save as much as I wanted this time. So that's my next thing I wanted to, I guess, discuss. Is like this frustration of of realizing that even though I'm making way more money than I ever had before, I still can't really, you know, move out or save enough to to do so in a reasonable amount of time, or at least reasonable for me. Like I would like to move out immediately, <laughs> or at least in the next month or two. But it's highly unlikely I'll, I'll able to I'll be able to do that, um, because of this this money situation. It's so, it's so freaking frustrating. Like, to all these years, you know, all this work, and I got to this point, and still, to no avail. You know, because um, as in America, you know, once you make above a certain amount, all that wear for stuff goes away, and now it's like. You're basically back in the same situation, or even worse, but you just have more money. So <laughs> it's like, what's the point? You know, I definitely like I've, I've mentioned this before, but I definitely understand why, you know, folks get frustrated with this stuff. Um, it's just ridiculous. Um, oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. So I wanted to put a whole post, you know, kind of sort of inspired by this kind of these frustrations. Uh, sort of thanksgiving post on linkedin with my usual um i don't know what to call it it's like just being authentic um 
and expressing my frustrations but also my hopes right like it's not I don't know <laughs> um I, I I was just but I'm just like worried still even though I've gotten some good reception with my with my posts I still be worried like I wanted to basically post about this like I feel like especially at this time of year with Thanksgiving and the holidays I feel like this should be a time wherein we consider how to come together as a community right like how to if you if we say we want to be thankful and, and, and you know show gratitude like how do we actually make this more I don't know meaningful more impactful because there's plenty of people who give out food um, like my dad works at security at a place where they're giving out a whole bunch of you know um, uh, food to homeless people and things like that and uh, you know it's it's frustrating because you know that it's not going to solve the situation right it just it just continues the same thing and then <laughs> while all that is going on you have black friday so people are just rushing to the stores and and buying things up i'm just like you know how can we turn this into a, a whole better a much better thing right because If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, <laughs> uh, when we got this holiday, this Thanksgiving thing, you know, um, it was kind of appropriated from many Native American cultures, who not only had like a Turkey Day, but they had this multiple times a, a week, or not a week, but a month, right? Um, and some say they do they do it like every day or every week, or whatever. Um, but many cultures. You know, have a have a many indigenous cultures have a you know kind of thankful have a gratitude have a gratitude based day or season or type of time of you know of the week or whatever you know pretty regularly, and they use that as as an opportunity to come together as a community and share more you know resources and things like that. And somehow we've turned that into a, once again, kind of individualistic thing, right? Yeah, sure, it's it's family thing where you're like, oh, you got your family coming in town and, and we, we did that too. But it still doesn't feel like a community. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is another reason I, I was kind of struggling to, to write this post. Because I'm not sure exactly what I want to say here. I have like different pieces in my head of like this one side of figuring out how we can you know come together as a community this other side of being frustrated at you know this this whole thing being used as a consumerist <laughs> agenda essentially um and then yet another side of indigenous appropriation and appreciating or really just kind of remembering the the atrocities that went on around this time <laughs> And the uh, beginnings of colonization and all this stuff, and it's just there's something there, but I'm not piecing it together in my mind yet. Um, I don't know. It's just that complexity where you have these different things, and there there there's a link between them. There's very many connections between them. Perhaps people see it, but. It's sort of difficult to to put all into one kind of frame, right? To to 
explain, to communicate effectively. And perhaps this is like something people already know. Right? This is something people are aware of. It's not it's not one of those things that people don't even think about. It's like, yeah, people think about it, but I feel like I feel like many people don't know what to do about it. Right? Like, oh yeah, it happened. Or yeah, this is how it is. But we don't really know what to do about it. So I guess that's what I'm missing too, is is the action item. Because I, I like to have action items. I like to say, okay, you know, there's this, there's that and the other thing. This kind of frustrating stuff. But maybe we can begin to do this. Maybe we can begin to solve this problem by doing this. All right. I'm not sure what that what that this is. Like how how can we come together as a community and appreciate um, each other at the same time as you know shed light on the wrongs that were that were done at the same time as kind of try to right some of those wrongs or at least try to move in that direction. I'm sure. You know, the obvious thing is like, yeah, come together as a community, but what does that really look like? Because this, this, this goes to another problem <laughs> I've been banding about is, is, is the problem of uh, urban sprawl, of suburbanization, of the fact that we, many of us, live in suburb, suburbs, even so, in, in so-called cities or whatever. Many of us live in, in, in places where we don't usually walk outside and talk to all of our neighbors and um you know we we claim we have a community but it's really you know a neighborhood we don't really have a actual community we don't really know or care about all the people all you know all of our neighbors we don't many people at least you know don't raise each other's children or or you know share resources or um you know, come together to form co-ops and, and community farms and this, that, and the other. Like, <laughs> many of us don't do this. I mean, I'm sure some of us do. Uh, but most of us don't really know how to do it. Or don't even, probably don't even think about doing things like that. So the question is, how, how can we facilitate more of that? How can we encourage more of that? Because for me... I've been trying to take a break from my newsletter a little bit, but it's still in the back of my mind. I'm thinking like, I want to come, I want to kind of end it with a conclusion of action items, of different things that we can do to begin, you know, taking down the power structures and building better communities and this, that, and the other. And um, part of that will be, you know, just sharing resources to current organizations and current movements and current things going on, which people can get involved in. I definitely think that's important. But also another part of it is finding the gaps, right? And trying to begin to fill up, fill up those gaps, trying to begin to show people other things they can do. Like if they don't have a local area, a local movement, or if they don't, you know, feel like their particular strengths are best utilized in those movements or, or for whatever reasons, right? People can figure out, people can look around themselves and... and and more easily see what they can do to help what they can do to make this world a better place because I know many many of us want to make a world a better place many of us know that the world is messed up we just don't know why and how <laughs> like many of us have some ideas 
of why and how, like, you know, climate change and pollution, which is related, and inequality, and this, that, and the other. But we don't really know the functions. And that's pretty important because if you don't even know why or how these problems are cropping up, but you assume it's something, it's some other thing. Like, for instance, many people assume inequality is because of discrimination, but they don't realize that... <laughs> Oh, before I even go on with that, like if you if you assume that inequality is due to discrimination and, and that's it, like that's the cause, it's just oh humans are evil or <laughs> you know people discriminate and that's it, then your solutions are going to be like what you know uh, attack the people that's that's discriminating, make laws against discrimination, like that's. <laughs> That's that's all you can really do. Like, what else are you gonna do <laughs> if you think that's the core of the problem? But then when you go into it and you realize that you know, no, discrimination is not really the the core of the problem. You realize that only reason why discrimination is even has teeth is because we built an entire system in which you know people can discriminate and utilize power structures to to give power to you know to that discrimination, like. You got to realize that in a, in a egalitarian environment, if people discriminate against someone else, it doesn't really matter. You know, <laughs> you know, some people might, but most people don't, and that's okay. Like, you can discriminate all you want, but it doesn't. It's just it's just yourself. Like, it doesn't really impact anybody else. Like, if you if you don't like this person for this that or the other reason, then you just don't work with them. You just don't mess with them, and that's it. Like this, it's, it doesn't really matter. There's nothing else you can do. And nobody really cares, <laughs> you know. And over time, you realize that your discrimination doesn't really, you know, there's no point in it. <laughs> um, and better yet, because you're mixing with a whole lot of other people, um, you rarely ever do discriminate in the first place. And so, either way you go about it, in a, in a egalitarian, you know, more, um, in a just a better society, the discrimination has no teeth. You know, so therefore you never inequality never really crops up. So but people don't realize that. Like they, if you just assume that it's human nature, <laughs> then you don't look at the environmental or the, you know, circumstantial or the systematic causes and therefore the systematic solutions that you can use. And that's, you know, some of the stuff I want to show. Like I want to show people all these systematic environmental and you know other conditional things that that impact all the problems in our world and then show people you know some of the things they can do to begin solving those problems to begin alleviating them this is why i think it's so important to do what i'm trying to do and this is why i'm still trying to do it and this is i guess this is also why i'm procrastinating so much on it because i'm worried about doing it right but as my partner said you know I gotta just put it out there because, be real. And this is something I also know. Like going into my newsletter, like it's not really many people reading. <laughs> I have maybe you know half a dozen people. Not no, I have over a dozen people, almost two dozen people that you know signed up, that subscribed. Um, and maybe you know they'll share it out a little bit more, but it's highly unlikely that you know a couple hundred people will even ever read this. <laughs> so. It makes no sense for me to try to perfect this thing because it's not going to be perfect and most people aren't going to you know not many people are going to read it anyways even if it does blow up 
and that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> um, I'm still going to be continuing to do this. All right, there's so many other aspects of this, and I didn't want to turn this into a research paper because that will literally take years to to, to really write. Um, and I don't want to do that. There's plenty of other people doing research papers. All I'm trying to do is just just share my own learning, <laughs> you know, my own learnings as I'm learning it. And that's what I need to remind myself of. Um, hmm. But maybe that's that's what I can do, right? Maybe that's I can I can share my my current learnings on that. Like, hey, this is this is the approach I'm taking. You know, I'm just learning about this stuff. And these are the ideas that I have so far, and this is a learning kind of process of, you know, which which of these ideas sound good. You know, what 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 parts of this do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I think I might go that approach. And I, it's so frustrating because I, I I kind of had this sort of approach sort of in my mind, but I guess it, because it wasn't clear and it, intentional enough, I've been struggling with it. Like it it felt too ambiguous in my mind. Like some part of me. He's taking the approach of, you know, here's how to do things. Here, I've, I've, I've discovered it. I've cracked the code, right? Even though I know that's a silly um, approach because, you know, I'm just, I'm just one, one dude. Um, and even though I've done a lot of, of uh, learning, I haven't necessarily done a lot of, you know, academic level research or anything like that. It's like this is not really a dissertation. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, it's just good to remind myself of that, I guess. And again, I, I know I'm all over the place with this this uh, podcast, but you know it is what it is. This is why you listen. Um, hopefully, <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a process. You know, me just spilling my brains on this mic, and uh, hopefully, there's something, some alphabet soup for you to pick up in that mess. <laughs> I don't know what's going. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Yeah, this this is a lot, you know, to discover, a lot to share, a lot to learn, a lot to do, a lot to grow. But you know, as always, I'm I'm hopeful that we can do it. You know, it's incredibly frustrating, incredibly so, almost depressing at times. There's been multiple times during this week when I was just, you know, borderline depressed, and I was like, ah, like what's the point? <laughs> all this work, all this stuff. I'm trying to do and I'm still not where I want to be you know I still there's all this stuff I want to do to help but it feels like there's not much I can actually do to help like it, despite all these ideas and solutions and, and you know stuff I'm be talking about I this is this is another reason why I talk about it. this is another reason why I try to find more things to do because I myself feel like I'm not really doing enough or not not I just don't have an idea of what I want to do of, of how, how I can help because personally for me you know going on I'm just be real like going on like activists you know um, what do you call it uh, champ oh my gosh you know just going out and, and parading or <laughs> I can't believe I forgot the word but yeah the, doing stuff like that just doesn't really feel impactful to me right for me like I really want to make tools I want to make systems <laughs> I want to I want to create resources for people to use um, I feel like that's where I can help the most but I feel incredibly frustrated because it feels like I, I 
don't have the the skills to do that and so once again I try to make do by just talking about systems by learning about systems and eventually I hope I can get to a point where I can build better systems would I get there I don't know I hope so um, I'm gonna say yes because there's no other you know options um, I mean yes there's always options but there's no other options that I want that I will settle for <laughs> you know like if I don't do this now I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna try to do it next year and the year for that and the year for that <laughs> maybe foolhardy maybe uh, kind of pointless in some ways but I just this is kind of where I've been my entire life I just, I just can't see myself not doing these things like just just sitting down one day and be like ah, I'm just gonna play games you know that's it yeah, I like games I play every now and then but you know I can only play for a little bit it's, it's a it's a break for me it's not you know even if it's a form of escapism for sometimes I can't really stick there sometimes I wish I could you know but then I feel even more depressed like I <laughs> You know, that depression just hits me, just, and I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> and I, you know, try to get myself back in gear, because I don't want to be like how I was before, and uh, feeling depressed and cynical for years on end, that was not a, that was not a fun time for me, and it's interesting, I guess that's why another reason why I kind of find it funny when people say, oh, you're so positive, you know, so you're so, you know, hopeful and this, that, and the other. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> and again, it sounds almost like arrogant or, 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 um, unempathetic, like insensitive to say, but I'm, I'm done with depression. Like I'm over depression. <laughs> like, it's not that I'm positive. I'm just done with it. You know, I'm tired of being depressed. I was like that for for years on end. That was kind of my default state. Um, you know, that cynicism, that depression, that hopelessness. E even though, even at that time, you know, I was still trying to be ambitious and everything like that. Um, I was still trying to do this stuff, but I was doing it from the sense of, you know, humans are terrible, you know, um... I'm going to be a trillionaire because no one else can do it. So I'm going to, you know, do it myself. And <laughs> yeah, it was a very arrogant kind of um, negative stance I was in. And uh, just got tired of it. You know. And that's that's the main reason why I'm constantly looking for solutions and ideas and and. um looking for the bright side because I know what it's like to only see the dark side to only see the negatives only see you know the bad stuff and it's not cool you know it's not fun it's not <laughs> you know it's not uh, enjoyable and I know part of that maybe even a large part of that is you know neurochemistry thing and all other stuff but I didn't, I didn't have the, the privilege to uh, you know get any sort of medicines for it or anything like that so I just kind of had to, to roll through it. Um, somehow, some way, I got out of it. And, 
you know, do my best not to go, not to go back. Um, and that's why, even though I have these moments of borderline depression, of like, oh, what's the point, and all this other stuff. At the end of the day, I remember that the point is to do my best. <laughs> it's as simple as that, you know. It just comes down to doing my best. And uh, whether or not my best will be enough, it doesn't really matter. Because as long as I try my best, I, I can't really say anything else. Now the biggest thing is like, did you try your best? Like, <laughs> so I have to be careful and not, you know, be overly critical or overly, uh, um, I don't know, over hustle myself and be like, oh, you can do better, you can do better, and all this be perfectionist. Like I want to go down that down that route. I've been there too. <laughs> It's kind of earlier in my route, um, trying to be the perfectionist. So I don't want to do that either. <laughs> so it's a, it's, a, it's a balance. But, um, yeah, here I am spilling my guts. <laughs> Once again, these podcasts is just like therapy for me. Um, whether it's helpful, helping me, I don't know. I, w- I would hope so. I feel better. <laughs> just gotta you know talking these things out um my uh partner calls it cycling and uh it certainly feels like that you know just cycling through i kind of imagine it like like when you're exercising you know when you're in a or you're riding a bicycle or something like that or or just walking like i am now you can uh feel like a little bit of pain in your muscles from the exertion and at times you ask yourself like why the hell am I doing this like this is this is not super fun like this is painful a little bit (laughs) to to do this but at the same time there's some sort of release there's some sort of dopamine I don't know or something or some sort of uh, pleasure in it like I did that like oh wow you know, I, I I went this far, I pushed myself that far, or, you know, I feel myself growing in a way. Like I did something I didn't do before, this, that, and the other. So it's like, it's a constant, uh, it's, that, it's that, I guess, the, 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 what you call it, the loop, right? You have the reward that comes in right immediately afterwards, and the reward at least when you're when you're in the moment, when you're really appreciating the moment, the the reward is the 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 action is is the thing that you just accomplished, right? Like if you're walking, the fact that you went from here to there, you can look back and see how far you've gone, <laughs> you know. Or if you're exercising, you know the fact that you just did that exercise, like I was just this morning some t- this 10 minute crazy uh, ab workout and um at times I'm just like what the hell you know <laughs> why, why did I do this <laughs> like this is not fun um but it is fun because like right afterwards you just like oh wow that was, that was cool I just I just did that you know just <laughs> just went through that pain and, and accomplished this thing so you know talking about these sorts of things for me is, is similar Kind of expressing my deepest insecurities and and struggles and frustrations and stuff like that. It's very similar. Yeah, it's painful and I feel terribly vulnerable and like self-conscious. 
and um, feel stupid even like like what the hell am I saying or even conceited in some ways like you know who cares what the hell I'm thinking like who who cares people are, have their own problems like <laughs> just shut up man but you know I, I keep I keep pushing keep you know put, putting myself out there and maybe people listen maybe they don't um I don't know. Most people don't really say anything for me about this. You know, it's very rare that people be like, "Oh yeah, why don't listen to that?" And this is what I thought, you know. So sometimes I assume that nobody's listening, but I know somebody is, probably. Um, like I now have 14 listeners, usually. Um, before I had like six or nine, so uh, it, it's getting up there. I guess people are listening. Um, And I'm hoping, like, because it's consistent that people don't think this is stupid and, and you know, self-serving and, and ridiculous or whatever. But <laughs> Or maybe they're just laughing their ass off, you know, just listen to this. I don't know. But <laughs> but for me, it's, it's that it's that ab workout, you know. It's that, that walking. It's being able to move my mind through my body and, uh, you know, feeling that effort. That uh, release and uh, realizing that I've, I've accomplished it. Like I've been talking for 37 minutes. <laughs> uh, maybe most of that time was just meaningless drivel, but you know, I, I've tried. Was it my best? I don't know, but I did something. <laughs> you know, where it goes is where it goes, and that's what helps me. You know, that's what is uh therapeutic I suppose is the word for it and um I don't know I just really hope that more people do this I can't promise I'm gonna listen I'm gonna try um but if you if you do this yourself you know let me know I'm gonna be real with you like I, I don't like to listen to things that you know aren't like I have a subset of things that Right now, I'm super interested in, which is how to save the world, how to change the world for the better. <laughs> so, um, I'm well, actually, no, I'm lying. I don't know what I'm interested in. Honestly, like, <laughs> you look at my YouTube history, I just be watching anything that sounds interesting. Um, and uh, I just be clicking on stuff that sounds interesting. Um, I recognize that most people will probably see it as nerdy stuff. But uh, if it sounds interesting to me, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it and then call it a day. <laughs> so if you do your own stuff, you know, I'll listen to it, check it out. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, you know, it doesn't really matter. You enjoy doing it, and that's what I like, you know. I just hope that more people can do this sort of thing because I really do think it's helpful. I realize also, you know, it's one of the things um, to kind of bring this back to something substantial <laughs> other than me talking about my uh self-therapy is it's like i realize that a lot of people are kind of scared you know a lot of people are scared of their own insecurities and their own struggles and their own frustrations a lot of people identify also with their insecurities and their frustrations and and uh their way of life their ideas their thoughts and all this other stuff and that's very problematic because if you identify with that that's like that's like identifying with with your your muscles, right? <laughs> and that 
every single muscle in your body, like every cell in your body dies. <laughs> All right. So if you, if you try to identify with any particular cell, any particular muscular, you know, structure or whatever, what happens when that dies? Right. Like what if you name what if you can name each cell in your body or each muscle, at least each muscle in your body, because it's like trillions of cells. So I doubt you better do that. But at least like different types of muscles. Right. If you try to name them and say, that's me, that's right, that's, that's you know, this bicep right here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but where you are right now with your bicep, like, if you actually want to grow that thing, right, technically you have to identify with the, like, it's, not technically, but be, better yet, you have to identify with the concept of that, that bicep, right? Because once you start working out, the whole point of working out is to cause that bicep to, to break down and rebuild itself right <laughs> so you never the bicep that you if, if you're working out you know the bicep that you have now is not the bicep that you're going to have in a year or two years or ten you know so what you're really identifying with is the concept of it this may be too abstract or too weird of a metaphor i think a better one might be like i don't know um i think you get it right i i, I kind of feel like i'm, I'm over over explaining this but I really think that our mental kind of dialogue our ideas our emotions are the same thing very similar because your brain is a giant muscle essentially basically you know I know the function is different but you, you get my point like you have neurons if you want to speak scientifically you know you have your neuron your neural pathways and they're constantly wiring themselves. They're constantly rewiring themselves. Like every time you remember something, it's not like you're calling up that exact moment unless you have a photographic memory. No, you, your 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 mind is reconfiguring that moment in time. Right? Those neural pathways are rewiring themselves in that moment. In that moment. Right? Before we call it neuroplasticity, but there's a, a book called a. Uh, live wired or something like that we're saying like our brains are actually more like wires rather than plastic it's like electricity you know rather than plastic because plastic kind of assumes that it's it's molded in a certain you know shape and it assumes that you can't move it or it's really hard to move or whatever and maybe that's, that's, that's that is somewhat true like it's the reason why we use that model it's, it's it's somewhat helpful but an even better model is to view it like electricity all right but I guess that's the problem with that, right? It's, it's a little bit... It's hard for most people to visualize electricity because, you know, it's, 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 uh, we don't see <laughs> every, every day. So, so for me, how I visualize it is like um, like a voxel video game. Where like <laughs> Maybe that's not helpful for people, but hear me out. Um, like when they say neuroplasticity or whatever, when you think about the brain, for me, I think about like valleys... And like roads and valleys and, and, and like a landscape in your mind. And every time you have a thought or a memory or an idea, what's, what's happening is that that landscape, right, is carving tunnels or carving roads or carving whatever, right? It's making pathways. So you might have a featureless plane, you know, when you're born. Or maybe not. Maybe because some say you're, you're born with different types of things. So already might be a landscape out there. Mountains and valleys and this, that, and the other. But the point is that when you begin thinking and stuff like that, right? What's happening is that 
that landscape gets recarved. And so if you think about something, one thing for an extended period of time, it's kind of like a river flowing through a landscape. It, it, it creates a canyon. Right? And that is what they mean by, you know, having um, deep memories or, or having neuroplasticity. When you're older, it's harder to 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 um to change your, your mind. It's not because your mind is slower or anything like that necessarily. Um, or maybe it is in some ways, I don't know, but the main problem is not because not the other stuff, it's because you carve such deep pathways, such deep valleys and canyons. Because you've thought in one way for a long time. It's like a river, you know, going one path for a long time. And you created the Grand Canyon in your mind. <laughs> you know, so that memory or that idea, that way of thinking is it's like a canyon. And so if you wanted to go another place, right, it becomes really difficult because you've you have all that that, that history. And this is why it's so important for young people, especially, to be exposed to a lot of different things. Because you can, you know, have a whole bunch of different types of canes and rivers and all this other stuff going on. Or not, maybe not canes, but like rivers and valleys and stuff like that. You can have all these pathways open to you. And the more open you are to experiences, the quicker your brain can remap that landscape. The easier it can it can you know form a new pathway a new river a new new valley but the more you you only you know think about one thing or think about things in one way then the less of these pathways that you have in your mind you know you only have a handful of valleys or whatever you know a handful of canyons and these are the only ways in which you can think because those are the only ways that you were ever allowed yourself to think, you know. So therefore, they're the only ways your your rivers can flow. It might be deep, but it also might not. <laughs> it might be the Grand Canyon, but it's nothing compared to the Marianas Trench, right? Like, <laughs> right. So you might think it's deep in one in one kind of perspective, but somebody else who's been able to you know not not just think. In one way, but in multiple ways, can connect so many dots and can, you know, put things together so well that it puts your canyon to shame. Because they have a network of canyons, or they have, you know, a bunch of bridges, or you know, I don't know, <laughs> crazy stuff. But the more open you are to experiences, the more you're able to, you know, grasp onto different things and to to change and adapt yourself. But when you identify with just one way of thinking, just your emotions or something like that, then you carve canyons in your mind. And it becomes harder and harder to repave those canyons or to remold those canyons or to, you know, to, to make new ones. Because all your resources are going down that one river. And um, that was kind of a tangential way to go back to this <laughs> idea that I think more people should talk about their emotions and their feelings and their frustrations and their ideas and all these other things. Because once again, if you identify with these things, it's like identifying with the Grand Canyon, right? You think it's 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 amazing, and it's you know, or that it's some um, crazy work of work of nature, you know, that you can't change it. But even the Grand Canyon has changed over the years. All right? 
And the Grand Canyon is not the only thing in the world. Like, there's so many other amazing sights and, and vistas to be beholded on the earth. You know? And your mind is way more um, malleable than the earth. So if you think yourself so rigid, or if you identify with your, you know, emotions so rigidly, then you kind of deprave yourself of the ability to remode your map, to remake your map. And may, may, maybe I'm going too far with this metaphor or, you know, mixing things up too much, but... Um, I don't know, I just think it's really important. <laughs> Another metaphor you can use here, because I do think this one is helpful, is when I when I've um mentioned before from this uh, I forgot his name now, but he he studied emotions and he was talking about how he did a TED talk in emotions. He's trying he was trying to sell his app at the end, but the the beginning part is well researched and it was good information. But um he mentioned how you know, with kids when you're when you're, you know, a baby or whatever you have to learn to not identify with other people, to realize that other people are other people, right? Because the baby doesn't realize that, you know, when they look at their mother or their father, that this is another agent, this is a different being. They think we're all like, it's all the same, right? Like, they have no other um, reference point. So for a baby, when they're born, they're crying and all this other things because they feel emotions, right? They feel hungry or tired or whatever, and they don't understand why they're not eating like if you feel hungry obviously you know you should be eating like you should satiate that 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 hunger you should stop feeling that discomfort um but a baby has no way to communicate this because the baby kind of assumes that other people are also hungry like it's it's not as you know conscious as i'm I'm saying it it's more like a a feeling an intuition right of um i'm hungry therefore i eat (laughs) um and uh, it's not even eyes like we eat like it's a, it's a whole thing and with toddlers it's a similar thing eventually they realize that you know um, there's a difference between you between the baby and the parents like these are different beings but they don't realize that you can't actually that you're not all powerful that you don't know what they're thinking and feeling um, and so they cry and this that and the other because they're frustrated like why why you know don't you feel what I feel like it's, it's it's a um it's a weird state and then eventually you grow up and you realize that your parents don't know what you what you know like <laughs> they don't know what you're thinking they don't know what you're feeling and at some level it's it's scary because you're like my parents aren't all powerful like they they're whatever right but on some levels it's freeing because you're like oh wow I am my own being <laughs> um and uh, so as you grow up, you basically learn to identify with yourself instead of other people. You learn to stop identifying with other things, other people. Um, but unfortunately, well, the same thing is supposed to be happening with your emotions. Where when you're younger, you feel your emotions and you, and you think, you know, your emotions, you, you feel angry. Therefore, you should be angry, you know. Um, but eventually you're supposed to realize that just because you feel angry doesn't mean you're an angry person. Just because you feel sad doesn't mean you're a sad person. 
and it's and uh, we're supposed to deal with that, right? You, in order to get to a point where you can identify with your emotions, you're supposed to actually address them. You say, okay, I'm, I'm angry. Well, so why am I angry? You know, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, what made me angry? What brought me to this point? And what do I want to do at this at this point? But we never, most people never even get to that point, right? With our anger, with our sadness, with our happiness, anything. We just feel that way. We think that's that's how we should be because it's a reason. Like somebody made me angry, therefore I'm angry. And that person made me angry. That's it. <laughs> that's the most communication we have with ourselves about these things. But um, what he was mentioning is like, imagine it like planets or like, you know, stars. It's like, each emotion is like a star in the sky. You know, you're not that star. <laughs> you're this planet or you're whatever. You're like you're, or you're some other being that you can move around these different stars and planets. You, know, you can look and see. You know, you can look and see. Okay, that's my anger. That's my sadness. That's this. That's this. And it's apparently not just, you know, a handful of emotions. There's apparently thousands of emotions. But we don't even have words for all these emotions. And so we kind of just put them all into one bucket. Like... We don't just feel angry. We might feel irritated, agitated, this, that, and the other. Like just so many nuanced feelings, but we don't, I, we don't I, I address them enough. We don't communicate them enough, and because of that, that communication, like language, is 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 the power that we have. Is the superpower. It's the ability to communicate ideas and feelings and all these things through the ages, but not just with other people. It's for ourselves like language allows us to communicate with ourselves to abstract our own identity our own thoughts and ideas and put it in another place for us to come back to right for us to communicate with and, and realize that oh wow you know i don't actually have to do things this way i don't have to think these things this way i don't have to feel things that way like i i feel something but that doesn't mean you have to identify with that feeling. Like, you're always going to feel emotions. But that doesn't mean you have to, you know, therefore think of yourself as that emotion. And there's so many, like, the more we're able to um, address these things and talk about them, the more power we have to respond to them. Because I'm not going to say control. It's not about control. It's, it's about responding. Right? It's about adapting. It's about realizing that just because we feel a certain way doesn't mean we have to be that way. If you know what I mean, like that, you can we, we can we can feel anxious and all these other things, but at the end of the day, you know, we can be separate from that feeling. Like we can ask ourselves, okay, why are we feeling this? It's like cycling. Once again, it's cycling. You, you get on that bicycle and you, it's like you move around your town and, and look around and see, okay. There's this you can put things in their place in a way. You can get gain some distance from it. You can um, exert yourself and 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 realize that um, these emotions will come and go, just like your cells. Like your cells come and go. They die, you know, every day, every week, every month um, of your life, and they're re- not reborn, but new ones are born, and it's similar to your emotions. Your emotions come and go. You know, they die all the time. And then new ones crop up. And it's just a constant cycle. But if you constantly are trying to identify with one thing. You say, okay, I'm, I'm angry. Because this one person. And you try to hold on to that for, for days, for weeks, for years even. For some people, even decades. 
where this one person made you angry and you're just piling everything into that bucket and into that canyon and, and that's who you are and everything else is just you know featureless you just all you are is that canyon of anger or anxious or anxiety or or fear or depression or right and for me i just realized that that's not me you know sure i feel these things at any one point in time but that's not me it doesn't have to be me i am this constellation of things like i'm so much more complex that's why i find it so fun and also kind of difficult to explain like to give people my story because it's so funny that <laughs> when people say oh this is my story you know they, they, they say oh yeah i did this that and the other i'm just like okay but what else did you do you know you're 20 something years old you're 30 you're 40 you're 50 years old whatever you know i'm sure you have way more crazy things and so i try to ask you know what's what's some things that you know what's something that you you, you want to tell about yourself but you don't usually you know say you don't usually have are asked or things like that you know i try to <laughs> probe in there because for me when i'm trying to tell my story i'm just like oh, i'm leaving this out i'm leaving that out, i'm leaving that out <laughs> and i'm trying to I'm trying to get get a small little smidget of things um and i realize this because I, i'm i'm so kind of conscious of all these complexities and all these interactions and all these different things that make up my life and it's not because I'm special. No, it's, literally anybody can do this. Literally every single human being on this earth, and probably all the other animals too, <laughs> you know, have incredibly complex lives. But we, most people don't address them. Most people don't even recognize them. And because of that, our lives can seem overly simplistic. And overly generalizable. It's, it, that's why it's so easy for people to put people into buckets, to put themselves into buckets. Because we don't identify with these, I mean, we do identify with these things and we don't address them. We don't really communicate them. We don't realize the sheer complexities in our, you know, in our lives. Yeah, there's simplicity in it, but as, as we all know, as many people know at least, you know, com simplicity comes from complexity. When you're able to put different complex things or different, excuse me, simple things together and and connect them together in, in unique ways, you have a uh, complex tapestry. And that thing and that tapestry in and of itself is then becomes simple. Then you try to break it down or build it or build it back up, and it becomes complex again. It's a constant kind of cycle. Once again, it's an in and out. Of things but yeah I'm at 59 minutes so I gotta end it soon so my action item is to uh, spend some time to address your yourself you know look into your own life and try to share or communicate what you're feeling what you're seeing what you're thinking what you experienced so far and uh, think about ways in which you can share that more whether it's just with yourself in your own private journal or something like this or with other people you know talk about it more and see what that does for you you know take a week take a month of doing that and tell me or just tell yourself you know what happened i would love to know but um even if it's just for you it is what it is so as always thanks for listening 
and have a great day. See you. Bye-bye.